Welcome everyone. This is Virginia Parsons, your hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. And I'm thrilled to be here today with my special guest, Joseph Mack. Now, I love that you're here. I know that your time is valuable. So thank you for taking time today. I think you'll find your time is well spent and all you're going to learn about reputation marketing from Joseph and I'll introduce him to you in just a moment but first I want to acknowledge you the viewer thanks for being here please let us know where you're hanging out from just type that in the comment section below and let us know where you are where you're hanging from I'm hanging from Reno Nevada beautiful day here beautiful spring day in Reno okay so today's show is sponsored by hangout-marketing.com where you can receive a free hangout marketing assessment. And this assessment's going to measure your skill set and your knowledge base and helping you to reach new heights of visibility, social influence, and success using Google Hangouts on Air. Now, all you have to do to take advantage of that assessment is pick up the phone. That's right, pick it up right now and text the word success, S U C C E S S, to 307 269. 2040. You can also see that right underneath me in the banner. You know, when you do that, this assessment's only going to take you a couple of minutes to do. And it's going to provide you with some great information to help you get started using Hangouts to brand, grow, and market your business. And if you have the commitment level, you might even qualify for a free strategy session with me so we can sit down and talk about your business and I can help guide you in getting yourself going using Hangouts. So take advantage of that, won't you? All right, so I'm looking forward to having you learn more about Joseph Mack. Joseph is the CEO of Local Mobile Marketing and CHBS, and he's had just years and years of experience in online marketing, and he has got a passion about this particular topic because he really feels that your most important asset is your reputation so he's here today to talk to us about that and make sure that we're all taking the necessary steps to build a five-star reputation so we're going to talk about some online review tips for increasing your sales now we've got three hot topics to talk about around this big topic the first one is called Google my business do you even know what that is well, you need to know how you can claim your info and be found online using Google My Business. So Joseph's going to share that with us. Also, what most consumers rely on for making those buying decisions. You need to understand this completely so that you get on the right track with your reputation. Finally, let's talk about some reputation nightmares and some tools that you can use to improve your rating. So Joseph, come on in and say hi to our audience, won't you? Hello, Virginia and everyone. Thanks for having me here today. Really appreciate it and appreciate being able to share uh, something that's very important to me uh, for everyone in their business and for myself as well. Well, that's terrific, Joseph. We are thrilled to have you here. You know, it's unusual for me to have a male guest. So it's a kind of special thing to bring you on because I love our men. I love that we have so many male viewers. But, you know, I've really been featuring women, haven't I? So you know that what you have to bring to our audience is really important. And that's why I chose to feature you here today. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me in. 
Hey, you know, I think people would like to know a little bit more about your background. Because I know that, you know, 38 years that you've been involved in, in internet work, I think it would be interesting and meaningful for people. Also, you know, any defining moments that you might have had that took you on your path to where you are today in helping people build a five-star reputation. So please share that with everyone. Well, I started out many years ago in the area of electronics and computers. And then I got involved in the automotive industry working on safety systems because I believe in helping people and providing the best possible service there is. And then along the way, the internet came along and I got very interested in what was going on there. And I decided that uh, when retirement came, I wanted to uh, continue to uh, be involved, work, help people. And so I got very involved in the internet. And as retirement did come, I decided to start writing some digital books. And then all of a sudden I realized that there were some major trends going on in the internet. I mean, you know, we all know about Google. You know, Google's become a household word. Somebody needs to know something, other people will say, well, just go Google it. And so uh, you know, they've become the 800-pound gorilla on the internet, as I kind of put it. And at the end of the day, uh, one of the things that Google did was they started to make an assessment as to what they were going to do in the future and where they were going to go. And they decided that uh, local businesses was going to be where they wanted to focus because many of us will remember the early maps. You know, when the internet first came out, you could go and you could look and do a search and find a location and, and a map, but they were rather crude. And we've evolved along the way where, you know, Google, for example, has their Google cars where they went out and literally mapped uh, every corner of the United States and presumably the world as well. And so at this point, uh, they decided that uh, since local businesses were was a place where things were going to go, that they would give everybody on the uh, internet that they could find a business for a business page. Only they didn't really optimize it. They put up what they knew, what they found, and then left it up to the business owners to do the rest. Only they really didn't do a very good job of marketing that and letting people know that that's what they did. So that's kind of where it got started for me. And uh, my focus has been helping individuals and business owners relative to how they show up, what their reputation looks like. And uh, a lot of people don't know the value or the benefit. And we're going to talk more about that through this, uh, this interview. That's terrific. You know, it doesn't sound to me like you've actually retired. It just sounds like you transformed from one career into the next. So we're glad you're still out there working and, and sharing your expertise with everyone. I think it's, it's going to be so helpful for our viewers today to realize that um, reputation management is not just local. I mean, you, you're talking about your local mobile marketing, but it's not just, you know, in a specific area, like I'm in Reno and you're in um, Michigan, uh, right? You're Michigan, right, Joseph? Yes, I am. But you see, my definition of local and yours is just a little bit different because to me, local is anywhere in the world. It's a local environment. It's a local business in an area. And with the internet, I can virtually help anyone anywhere in the world. That's exactly what I wanted to ask and sort of um, clarify. So even though you're working a lot with local businesses, you're working with online businesses as well and businesses that are, um, what do you say, brick and mortar 
you can work with them around the, the globe, correct? That's correct. See, our world has gone through some major dramatic changes in the last, I'm going to say, 5, 10, 15 years. And it's all primarily be, been because of technology. And so, you know, with things like Skype and other tools, it's, it's virtually possible to deal with anyone, anywhere, where potentially the only limitation could be language. But even with that, there's, you know, pictures, videos, other things that can be used as well. Got it. Well, let's uh, give them some information about the Google My Business topic and how people can claim their information be found online because I wasn't aware of this and or there have been enough changes made that I think this is the new uh, way to go as opposed to Maps, which you were talking about before. Is that correct? That's correct. Maps has evolved significantly from what it was before. And I've got a couple slides as we go through this where it will kind of make it even clearer. But the bottom line is, as I mentioned, Google created a web page for every business that they found. And the one thing that they didn't find at the time was they didn't find home-based businesses because they went through looking in the yellow pages, in Thomas registers, everywhere they could find, including sending their cars out to take pictures of storefronts. And so they basically created this page so that if someone were to do a Google search in Maps to find a business, when Maps comes up, that business will have a page that comes up with it, which shows their location, their building front, their hours, uh, a map of how to get there, as well as the most critical factor, the reviews that uh, that business has uh, obtained. And so uh, in order to uh, do this, you need a business, an individual needs to have a Google business account. And when you have that account, you can manage your business online. And then one of the most important aspects of that is if you if the business has done that, then they can respond to reviews that are left for them by their potential clients. Now, it's still a wild, wild west out there in terms of what's possible because uh, I could go online right now and search a restaurant in Australia, find one, leave a review for them, never having been there, and that review will show up. And if the business owner doesn't come back and make a comment about it, then it'll stand and be part of the ratings. And if I gave them a five-star review, that will help their you know, good rating. If I gave them a one-star review, that would hurt their rating. And so some reviews are fair and some are not. But with the business owner having the ability to respond to them, and you got to be careful. You don't want to, you know, be negative in it. You want to, you know, say something to the effect of, you know, hey, we're sorry you apparently had this experience because we don't know if they did or didn't. But we can talk more about that when we get into the nightmares. But to do that, a business or individual needs to claim and verify their Google My Business page. And again, this has evolved from Google Places to now the My Business page. And there's two ways to go about it. One, you can have someone like me set it up for you or for the business. Or you need to have a Google account, a Gmail address, and then a, G a Google Plus account. And if you don't have one, you can go to accounts.google.com forward slash sign up. 
or you can just Google it. You'll find uh, what you have to do there. And then once you're there, again, you need to be logged into Google, and then you go to plus, P-L-U-S, dot Google, dot com, forward slash pages, forward slash create. And then you can go through the process of creating your page on Google. And that's all it takes to do it. But there's, you know, like with anything, uh, there's a right way to do it, and there's a better way to do it. And uh, you want to put images, you want to pick the right categories, you can upload videos, you can upload a description. There's a lot of information that you can put on there to get things going. But if you want to start off simply, you can do it yourself. Now, is this different than setting up your own Google page on Google Plus, or is this the same thing? <clears throat> well, with Google Plus, you can have a personal page, and you can also have a business page. So there are two different aspects to doing this. To get the reviews, you want to have a page that's found when somebody goes out and searches in Maps and finds your business, your entity. Now, you know, I have a business at home where I do serve clients here as well as go out on the road. And so I have claimed my own business that way, and uh, it works just fine. Okay, well, I think this is very interesting. So just to go through that again, you can go look this up and get a Google Business account and go uh, search Google My Business, and you'll find the information to set your own uh, business account up. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And from there, you claim and verify. So what Joseph is saying, I'm just going to reiterate this, is once you get this up, claimed, and verified, now you're going to be able to be found so that people are have the opportunity now to go ahead and create um, or, or to create uh, testimonials or what you would call ratings or um, some kind of comments about the business. Yeah, the, uh, the term online, Virginia, is reviews. That's right. Uh, te <laughs> I, was, I was searching for that word. <laughs> technically, reviews and testimonials are really the same thing, but you know the, uh, the term that's used is reviews. Now, there is one thing that I'd like to bring to everyone's attention, and that is when you go about doing this, Google, and there are other review sites like Yelp, Yahoo, Bing, et cetera, that do similar things. Google wants to make sure that you are a legitimate person and that you are real. So what they're going to do, if this is the first time that you've set it up, then they will send you a postcard. And they will give you a six-digit code, which you'll have to enter in and verify that you are the one that set that business up because uh, I have run across in my travels where one business has basically pilfered another business's listing and uh, not done some good things with it. So if you happen to have, if you happen to already have a Google Places set up in the My Business environment, then what you want to do is go in and optimize it and uh, make it uh, count for, as, for everything that you can. You may not have verified it if you didn't know that you already have one to begin with. Okay, so that brings up another question. How do you know if you have one or not? Well, the easy way to do that is to go into Google Maps and type in your business name or your entity. And when you do that, uh, the map will bring up 
if it finds you. And if you see your business there and you haven't verified it, you'll see that it probably just has a, it, it may have a picture, it may have a location, but it doesn't have much information. And then there will be uh, a tab that'll come up and say, you know, are you the owner? Are you the manager of this business? And then you can click yes. And then you go through the process of, of verifying it. Great. That helps clarify for me. So I have to go check that out because I may or may not be out there and verified. And I think I'm not certainly the only one. So I think this is valuable information, Joseph. Thank you. Uh, let's go into the second part. And that is why most consumers, what most consumers rely on for making their business decisions. And you've got some slides and you want me to share. So you just let me know when to put those up while you go ahead and talk about that. Okay, why don't you put the first one up for a little bit? One of the key elements that's going on today is that people are searching online for services. Uh, I would imagine that the majority of you have a smartphone, and at the end of the day, people are out and about. They've got that with them pretty much 24/7. And as you can see, you know, dentists in West Palm Beach are getting 2,400 searches a month. Chiropractors are getting 8,100. So at the end of the day, people are looking every day, every day of the month for a business for something online. And you know, if you go to slide number, the next slide, basically this is a game changer. You know, in today's world, what we have is by typing in a company name and the city, you're going to find and it's going to reveal what the reputation is. So if you take a look at this one, you'll notice that this particular business has a score of 15 out of 30. And I guess let me say this, I, I wanted to put this in to make you aware that Google has gone through a transition with their star ratings. And at one time, they used Zagat as far as their process and they were on a 30-point scale. Now they've gone back again to a five-star scale. So this business would have about a 2.5-star rating, which is not really very good. And the thing is, you can come back to me if you'd like. The, the bottom line is that people are searching for what they're looking for online. It used to be if we wanted some help or if we wanted some information about something that we were wanting to purchase or a service that we wanted, we'd ask a friend or a relative. Well, now the game has changed and now people are looking online. If you go to the next slide, you'll see here that we now have five-star ratings and the people, the businesses with the best ratings typically show up at the top, but all of the reviews that are there on Google will show up. And so if you go out and you do a map search, a pay-per-click, website rankings, virtually anything, or if you go to Yelp or Yahoo, you'll see what the reviews are for that business. And people will make buying decisions based on that information. So the next slide basically puts it all in perspective for you. <clears throat> Game changer number three says, 
social media, pay-per-click, local marketing, none of it really works anymore if you've got a bad reputation online. Think about it this way. You're walking down Park Avenue in New York, and you see this building, and this building is made of marble, it's got glass, it's got gold inlays. It looks almost like the Taj Mahal of businesses. But you've heard from people that you know that they have shoddy products and shoddy service. Would you go into that building? I mean, they could, you know, online, they could have a great website. They could, you know, have, like I say, the most perfect looking building that you could imagine, but yet their reputation isn't a five-star reputation. And so therefore, fewer and fewer people, eventually none, are gonna go do business with them. While I was doing some research, I found one business that had 416 bad reviews. And when I gave my previous presentations, I would say, would any of you want to be number 416 or 417? I figure they must have been the only sandwich shop in Death Valley or, you know, a <laughs> monopoly in the area where they were. Because how could anybody get that many bad reviews and have that bad of a reputation? So Game Changer number four is something that I hope will open your eyes to understand the importance and the relevance. It used to be that when somebody wanted to know something, again, they would go to a friend or relative and they would get that information. So when you take a look at this chart, it basically says if you get a recommendation from people that you know, uh, and that assumes that you trust them, I mean, I'm assuming you trust most of your relatives, 92% of the people will act on that information. If you recommend a restaurant or something like that, and somebody's in the area, 92% will act on it. I'm surprised it's not 100%, but it's pretty doggone high when you get right down to it. And it makes perfect sense because our friends and relatives typically won't lie to us or give us a bump steer. So we understand that. Now, the game changer and what's critical is consumer opinions posted online. This chart was done by Nielsen back around the second or third quarter of 2011. And it shows back then that 70% of the people will treat a review that they read online as if it was given to them by a friend or relative. Think about that. You know, you could tell me, well, this is a bad review. It's not legitimate. It was posted by a disgruntled employee. You can tell me all kinds of different stories. But at the end of the day, people will treat it as if it's gospel. Uh, I was sharing with Virginia a while back about a woman who went into a salon and she wrote a review for the salon. It was a one-star review. And the interesting thing was uh, she was sitting under the hairdryer and apparently listening to her stylist and another stylist talk about uh, how shabbily the people in the salon were dressed, uh, their love lives, et cetera, et cetera. And she was wondering to herself what they would talk about her when she wasn't there. The challenge is uh, I went back to the salon owner. We have a good relationship. And I asked her about this particular client. They went back in their books for 18 months and could not find her name listed as a client. Now, that's one point. The second one is... I think at least the couple dozen ladies I've talked to and shared the story look at me kind of quizzically 
and say, uh, Joseph, uh, how can you hear anything when you're under a hairdryer in a salon? And I would argue that that's very much true because many years ago, uh, my ex decided that uh, I needed to do something different with my hair. And so I sat under the dryer for a couple of years getting perms done. And uh, quite honestly, I couldn't hear anyone next to me. Now, I do understand that there's new dryers out. But at the same time, it's an example where someone can go out and leave you a bad review. And you either not know about it or you struggle with it. Now, there is one thing that I'd like to make you all aware of, and that is this. There's only two ways that a review can be changed or eliminated. The first way is if someone uses obscene language or words, and we all kind of know what those are. They have spiders that spider the reviews, and if they find something inappropriate that they deem to be inappropriate, the search engine, the review site, Google, Yelp, Yahoo, Bing, etc., they can, on their own, delete it. That's the first way. The second way is that uh, the person who left the review can change or delete the review. Uh, there's a, another story for a salon. A bride came in to have her hair done day of her wedding. She left. It was terrible in her opinion, although she was smiling as she left, so the owner thought everything was okay. A year later, she leaves a one-star review saying that every time she looks at her wedding pictures that she just breaks out in tears because they were done so badly. Her hair was done so badly. Well, the salon owner happened to know the mother-in-law, called the mother-in-law. A couple days later, the review went from a one-star to a three-star, and the language changed. A week later, the review was eliminated, and the bride sent a letter of apology to the salon. So those are the only two ways that a review can be changed or eliminated. Now, on every, any review that you look at in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little box that says flag is inappropriate. If someone flags a review as inappropriate, the search engine review sites will actually have a real live human being go read that review. Because as you can imagine, there's millions of reviews left regularly. Google or Yelp or Yahoo couldn't afford to hire uh, live people to go read every single one of those. So they use their spiders to weed out the obvious ones. And then if someone flags it as inappropriate, they will actually have someone go read it and look at it. So I think that's very important for you to know. Okay, so Joseph, um, what we've got here is a lot, of, a lot of information for people. And I really like you to take it and hone it in for maybe your most powerful tip, advice, or strategy that you can leave with people so that they can really get a handle on their online reputation. What is it that you really want them to know? Claim your business. Look at it. Have someone monitor it. Have someone look at what's going on. And then you'll have an understanding of what's happening. If a bad review gets put out there and you respond to it a year later, people don't think you're going to be interested in your business. So it's to understand and know what's going on and recognize that unless you have six to ten good five-star reviews, people are not going to take and trust your business. And that's a key factor because if your reputation online is not five-star as good as it can be, and again, you can respond back to the business owner and, or I'm sorry, you can respond back to the reviewer 
and see what you can do about making it right. Like the salon owner, that review disappeared. It doesn't show up anymore. So take charge of your reputation. Get help. I'm out here, for example. There's others like me that are out here to try to help you get your reputation best online. Great, great advice. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about is that I've got um, you know lots of testimonials, but I don't know. I don't have reviews. I because I have not. I, obviously, I haven't claimed my claim to my site and or my account, and so I haven't asked people to go there to put reviews in either. Because I know that's one of the things I've seen people do is ask for reviews. So. It seems as though that's another tactic that we online people have got to pay attention to. It's not just the testimonials that we get, but we need to ask for um, people to also, you know, go to Google and write a testimonial there through our account when they find that. Is that right? Absolutely. And Virginia, these days with the smartphones, if someone puts out a postcard that basically says, please leave us a review and puts a QR code on it, then the people can very easily scan the QR code and go leave the review. And at the end of the day, here's a strategy. You can get reviews, testimonials put on your website for sure, but you can't put those onto the review sites. On the other hand, if someone leaves your review on Google, you can always put that on your website as well and get some Google juice that way at the same time. So a review left online is a hundred times more powerful than a review left on your website because people typically won't go through your website and look at everything that's on there. They will likely be Googling you first before they get to your website and then they'll take into account the reviews that they see there. Got it, got it. Let me take a moment. We haven't had a chance with the slides. I've been operating a lot of different features. Or I just want to say hi to a few people. We've got Jane Gardner here, Bill Graham. Welcome, Aron Snayberger, and let's see, terrific Tanya Heathco. Good to see you all here. Uh, I don't see any direct questions unless you have them. I just want to remind you that we do have an after show. So if you have some questions directly that you want to uh, pose for Joseph, I'm going to be putting that link on in just a moment. And please join us in the after show. Also post your questions and comments right here in the comment section. If we don't get to them live on the show, we'll be sure to uh, take care of those questions and respond to them after the show so you can keep looking at the comment section. So Joseph, let me uh, get back to where I need to get for one of the slides you wanted to share. Um, what? How can people get in touch with you? And I know you you had something special to offer them. That's right. You can put up the last slide. There we go. Um, what I'd like to offer everyone is, uh, again, the first step in knowing how to deal with any issue and situation is knowing where you currently stand. So there's a link on your screen, and it is to my my five f i v e star s t a r reputation.com that's my website you can go there put in your primary business phone number and your name and it will come back and review uh, a number of review sites somewhere between 8 and 20 review sites and it will show you what your reputation is there is one caveat if it comes up blank then it basically says that phone number is not recognized online now either you haven't claimed your business or 
you're using a different phone number. But at the end of the day, it should show you what's going on and what people are saying from a negative perspective. And then beyond that, I'd like to offer you a 15-minute one-on-one consultation, which you can get by calling me at 810-689-4069. Okay, terrific. What I'm doing right now is putting into the... Um, into the comment section how you can come and join us in the after show so feel free to do that joseph any last uh comments or last good pack my bag moment tips you can provide with people for people well what i tell everyone is your reputation is your most important asset i mean think about it if people aren't saying good things about you then you're going to start losing business because people are doing more and more online and it's turning into an online world. And I would strongly suggest and recommend that you start taking control. I mean, think about it. Your, uh, your brick and mortar business, would you let the paint be peeling on the side or front of your, uh, your, your business? Uh, you're going to try to put as you know, good a foot forward as you can and make as good an impression as you can to your customers and your potential customers. Online is getting to be that important, if not more so. Thank you so much, Joseph. I really appreciate you taking the time to come here and share your knowledge and your expertise with everyone. You've given so many valuable tips that I have a feeling I, I see a terrific Tanya. She's going to be going back and listening to this again and taking notes because she didn't realize how important this was. And I think that's probably true for a lot of us who spend most of our time online. So I really appreciate your joining us today. Please, everyone who wants to come join us in the after show, I have placed the link in the comments section. And we'd love to have you come in and just say hi. If you have a question, great. If you don't have a question, you just want to say hi, that would be terrific too. And in the meantime, I hope you all have a terrific week. And we'll see you next week on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye now.